This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Hello, welcome to another episode of Pints and Politics UK. I'm Johnny here once again last week's um disclaimer that adam was in the pub and locked in the pub because he was desperate to be back at the pub was a slight porky pie it was a fake news adam is back and it was down to something completely different to that yeah uh completely different to that i was just using stereotype and uh personal knowledge of person as um an explanation and unfortunately lying is not a good thing in any way or form or walk of life unless 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 you may be in charge of a country or or a or a small island like our good self i I think there's many a philosophical argument where lying would be permissible johnny yes lying is yeah it's it's becoming (laughs) mainstream by the day um and well i i think actually brilliant brilliantly summarized um article by ian dunt today about the Dominic Cummings affair. Dominic Cummings came out um, today in a seven-hour um, discussion with MPs and with scrutinizers about the government's handling of the pandemic. And he discussed, from A to Z, from top to bottom, all of the flaws um, that have happened in, in, in the government's handling of the pandemic. He's Left no stone unturned with Boris Johnson, no stone unturned with Matt Hancock. Didn't mention Michael Gove, so maybe that's a little bit interesting. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll give him a couple of days. Yeah, <laughs> give him some days. He's, he's in angry mode. Um, but yeah, as I said, Ian Dunn summarised it brilliantly, this whole debacle. He actually said, um, a bunch of liars um, exposed by a liar. <laughs> So it was quite it's quite a quite a wonderful way of um summarizing the whole situation that unfolded today and has been unfolding over the pl- yeah. past few days. Um so obviously that's our main topic. Obviously, I'll take up the main majority. And then there's quite a few subtopics, Indian variants, Indian immigration systems, Eurovision flop for Britain, you know. So there's a few <laughs> a few variations there. A bit about America, of course, it's been recently. Uh, George Floyd uh, anniversary, one year anniversary of the George Floyd death. So that's been quite poignant. And there's been a lot of reflection both in the UK and the US on that. Um, Joe Biden's also suggested that he wants um, US intelligence to really double down efforts on the origins of COVID. Um, and yeah, so, that, so that's going to be uh, particularly uh, interesting. And we've also got another shooting, unfortunately, uh, at a rail yard in San Jose and multiple people have died. So that's um that's quite tragic as well um but first uh we'll go back to as i say topic at hand dominic cummings ian dunt summarized perfectly what do you think of ian dunt's explanation adam uh a group of liars exposed by a liar it's not wrong is it no i i suppose um it's just for those who haven't listened or have you know seen anything about dominic cummings dominic cummings is famous for his um his uh activities during the last um lockdown the first lockdown um he was an advisor for the conservative government um very much uh, 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 advising for you know the lockdown the rules that should be in place uh, people staying at home uh, no you know non-essential travel all that sort of stuff that he went against anyway he was famous for driving up to Barnard Castle in Durham uh, uh, saying that he needed to go for an eye test, and he drove how many hundred, two hundred and something miles to get there, um, and he did so with his wife and his child to uh, settle down on his father's farm in the cottage on that land, um, and it was basically caused uproar in it because it delegitimised everything that the that he'd been saying that the government had been telling us to do, and. He subsequently left government uh, a few months after that. Um, however, it's he, he, his explanation for breaking those rules were lies at the time. We all knew it was lies at the time. And now he is 
coming out with the truths, but the well, he claimed well, we well, maybe the truths we don't really know, do we? Um, but the more likely to be the truths, and then you've got the rest of the government still backing what is evidently lies, also. So it's hypocrisy from what can only be described as an amoral government um, mm. at the moment. So you know, there's no line about it. Um, yeah, it's yeah, he's right. It's it's, it's hypocrisy. And it's amorality and it's finest form. So, yeah, I, I'd agree. It seems to be a very accurate summarization of it. Well, we'll get into what he said because I can't really deny the accuracy of what he said too much. He was there. There's photo evidence to suggest certain. He's, he's got photos of um, mind maps on, on whiteboards and notes that have been made, apparently in the, in, in the Prime Minister's company, in, in thinking rooms, in groups. Um, he has lots of anecdotes. Again, we'll, we'll dive into those in a second. Um, but yeah, I think I think that's the whole point, really, isn't it? And if this was anyone else, really, but Cummings, you might sort of say, well, I mean, not delegitimizing it, a lot of the things he said, because you know what he has said is quite believable. But the fact is, he's kind of disgraced himself already with the Barnard Castle incident, with with just his general demeanor um being something of quite a slimy figure i think he, i think he always gave that impression a little bit that he sort of meandered around in the shadows pulling on strings at the heart of the government like you say he orchestrated the vote leave campaign he basically made brexit a reality he basically yeah. got boris johnson into power and now when he's been f- removed from his position uh, within the government he's acting a little bit like a jilted wife isn't he or or a jilted husband in in, in uh, just to balance it out in a jilted partner in that they are jealous and they are uh, upset at the situation they found themselves in they've got lots on their previous partner in crime or previous partner in in marriage or whatever and they want to dish the dirt <laughs> so there is a little bit of little bit of that isn't there that sort of thinks well you are being a little bit you know, bitter, a, a little bit. In, in essence, if he had any morality, this would have come out months ago, or, or even you know. Exactly. Um, yeah, like it, it. Like all of this is just a sham, isn't it? It yeah. just. <laughs> it, it, it really just proves how you know just crap <laughs> the government <laughs> is at the moment. Like, like I can't even anyone who can look at this and go that like, this is okay. Are probably mm. part of the Conservative Party. It, to perfectly honest, it's quite funny though. Dominic Cummings, he, he seemed to all the right right wing uh, thinkers rallied around him with Brexit. They rallied yeah. around him with the Conservatives. Now we see quite a lot of the left wing thinkers rallying around him and saying, "Oh, look, yeah. he's exposing the right wing." So in reality, Cummings is he, he's all bad here, each other. But Cummings is neither here nor there, is he? He's basically no. a, a political entity. Does it? Or, or a political enigma is is, is he right wing is he is he somewhat left I think he's more right to be honest with you but he is wherever the wind blows isn't he he is wherever the opportunity is and right now the opportunity is to stick the knife in the back of his former employer and he's doing that apparently quite well um what we what what's your what's the thing that you took out what, what any any particular takeaways from what he said today he said a lot when I say today I mean it's being recorded on Wednesday because this is in the aftermath of of coming saying his thing. Adam, what was your key? T- any key quotes? Um, it's when he claimed that um, that he'd heard the prime minister say that he'd rather see the bodies pile than yeah. put the country into a third ro- lockdown. Mm. And because there was a bit of controversy about this last month, wasn't there? Yeah. Or last few weeks mm. about whether he said this and blatantly denied it. Obviously, anyone would. Yeah. Um, but he's this has been brought up again, which once again does prove that the economy has always been at the top of the list. Mm. Yet both the population, death rates, and the economy have suffered equally. Yep. You yeah. You know, so that was a key one for me because once again proving that the government, well, at least Johnson, may have had moments where he simply has gone well. Let's just take the hit mm. and let the 
let, get the, the economy open again. And uh, it's logical, but it's inhumane. <laughs> yeah, well, just to you add know? on to that, there was on, on the whiteboard, there was quite clearly written, who do we not save? on the whiteboard yeah exactly say, you know it's a it's a what would we say maybe a survival of the fittest or survival of the most important people i don't know that's ambiguous it, it become class it, you could go so down so many avenues you could be yeah. classist yeah it yeah. could come down to who public servants over private sector workers yeah yeah it could mean literally anything literally you they know? were just the words i mean yeah it, it, it's yeah. not good it, reading it, it is not fantastic to look <laughs> no, at, you know. No, I mean, let's no be it's honest. not. It's not. Um, that was followed up actually towards the end. He said, "You know, he admitted tens of thousands of people died unnecessarily, which again is, you know, it's quite a damning reflection of the, of the whole. Well, it's it's what we all expected, really, given the amount of mistakes. You couldn't really argue anything. Yeah. So, so he said. Now Cummings has said that we could yeah. have saved tens of thousands." Yeah. You know, so yeah, ten thousand died in this. So, don't you feel like that's that? You know, it doesn't take a genius to work out. If you're looking at what happened in Wuhan, and then I think the next major casualty of that was like Italy. Yeah. Yeah, you know, Spain, and then it became us. Yeah. And um, it doesn't take a genius to work out. You could see a pattern emerging, and you could have responded much sooner. So mm. yeah, it is not a revelationary to to say that tens of thousands died unnecessarily because we all knew that from the start yeah so i feel like he's and especially when i listen to the interview like i'm not a fan of the bloke i'll be honest with you no. the whole bob castle thing really annoyed me at the yep. time yeah especially as an angry politics student yes and um for him to say that is just like it's very trivial isn't it mm. it's what people expect isn't it well it? he said he, he said feels like it's he said he felt guilty, but surely if he'd have felt guilty, he would have said something at the time, or he wouldn't have driven to Barda Castle. Or he would... if, he, if he had an ounce of morality, he'd have said it sooner. Yeah. I, I honestly, like, I, I heard what you were saying, and, like, the sincerity was, it wasn't, it wasn't real. Like, no. come on, I, I just, I can't believe that. I, I, I believe that that this is a, might be just an opportunity just to clear the conscience, feel better, become the, Come the white knight, you know, but it's not, it's, I believe it's a bit false, all of it's false. And yes, tens of thousands could have died unnecessarily because of the actions of you and the rest of the cabinet and the government. You know? well, yeah, well, yeah, this, this it's, it's, yeah. it's a big breaking one this, uh, this yeah. week, really. And, uh, and, and, and there's a reason we'll spend a little bit more time than we probably usually do on it. Um, because there's been a few quotes. I mean, we've just gone on for the quite damning ones there on deaths. Which are quite dark, and yeah, and, um, we, we and also you know have been discussed before, particularly the bodies piling up. But we've had some, had some other ones as well. Obviously, the the one where Boris Johnson compares himself to the mayor in Jaws. He wanted to be like the mayor in Jaws, who didn't want the beaches to shut when the shark came. Um, in, in and that was confirmed again um, at at this um, at, by Cummings uh, on the Wednesday um, discussions. He also said that he felt Boris Johnson was unfit for office and he wanted to build a team around him that could prop him up. Um, yep. Again, um, well, he did get him into power in the first place, so he would have probably known that before he got him into power. So again, if he felt like yep. that, then maybe he shouldn't have been so supportive. Um then he also said, I think this was one of the craziest ones, Adam. He said that Boris Johnson said early on that he felt COVID was was being taken too seriously and that he should get Chris Whitty to inject him with COVID live on television for everyone to watch to show that it's not to be feared. Um, Who that, said that? Uh, that's what Boris Johnson asked. Oh. So you, that was new to you. That one was new to you. That was towards the start. Um, of the um, of the whole of the whole discussion, um, so he wanted to be injected with COVID live on national television to show that it was. Be I think this was around the, the herd immunity time of strategies. Um, can you imagine Chris Whitty's look when that was suggested in the room? I mean, I feel so sorry for that bloke. You know, yeah, nobody's worked harder yeah. through this pandemic than that bloke. Mm. Yeah. He's just dismissed at every turn, isn't he? Yeah. Well, according to this, anyway. Well, he also said, um, 
Cummings also said the fact that he, Matt Hancock, so Cummings himself, Matt Hancock and Boris Johnson were the lead faces of the of the response team. He, he quote unquote, thinks that was crackers. He doesn't think any of them should have been anywhere near uh, the front of the band. So at least, I mean, at least he's throwing himself into the mix there. Um, I suppose he kind of had to though, when it, the with the way he's bringing others down as well. Um, yeah, sinking ship and all that. And all yeah, that. <laughs> I, I think so. Yeah, sinking ship's probably a good uh, analogy there as well. Um, yeah, he also is quite. He, he was quite damning of Matt Hancock, the health secretary, as well. Oh, absolutely. He and said he should have been fired fifteen or twenty times, didn't he? Yeah, and um, oh, wait, wait, I can't find that. I was looking for that, but it was. Um, I know that they want to interview Hancock yeah. under the same sort of circumstances and conditions. Yeah, um, in a month's time, don't they? I doubt. I I will be doubt. I'm doubtful that happens. To be honest with you, I, I don't think it's interesting. I, that, I, yeah, I think it has to happen, doesn't it? Because it's think? a uh, yeah, because it's a it, there's a full it's a full on investigation, isn't mm. it? Mm. So they have to be compliant. I think. I, 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 I guess. I expect so. it to be compliant. I think expect is probably the better tone of phrase. Um, I imagine what 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 Cummings is probably referring to there, most openly, I think, to us with Hancock is the. Uh, the the deals for mates with the uh, test and trace with the, oh, uh, with God, the yeah we twelve billion pounds spent on the test and trace system that didn't work uh, it could have been made much more cheaply and efficiently and ha- would have worked but because he was friends with the firm who were making test and trace he went with he went he went in that direction and it's not the first time he's done that he's done that several times through the pandemic it's not the, and let's not throw that book at Hancock as well. John, Boris Johnson's done the same. David Cameron's a lob, you know, been in the news for lobbying um, recently, and probably has done it for quite some time as well. It's just seemingly the norm in this government, isn't it? So, yeah, I mean, Cummings, as, as we say, throwing no punches there um, in particular. Um, and I think one of the um, one one quote from a government official in the background was, and I won't use the word, but we are effed. We are effed. And she said that at one of the um, one of the meetings for the um, for the pandemic response. And the other, Who said that? Oh, it was, uh, it, it, uh, one of the government uh, senior officials. On the, oh, so and, right. I wonder who. What I what yeah. I want to, what I would say though is that again, uh, 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 let's just sort of just to bring this all back because it's Cummings and because of his own reputation. How much of this really sticks? Because we're talking about it, and to be fair, the media are talking about it quite a lot. They're not really throwing this under. They're not trying to yeah. cover this up. But how this much is does a, it stick with like the general population? How much do you think? Yeah, this is quite. That's a very interesting like question. But it's a very good question. I, you have those of us who, oh, come on, let's let's be honest. Barnard Castle, it was a farce, wasn't it? Oh, awful! It was yeah. a blatant disregard from the start. So. Yeah. Brewdog made a beer called Barnard Castle. <laughs> there were memes, songs, vines. Yeah, uh, not vines, the eyesight, um, the eyesight thing as well. The eyesight thing where eyesight I was just thing. driving to test my eyesight. To test your eyesight, you know, if you don't disclaim those sort of medical issues to the DBLA, it's a thousand pound fine and a void of your insurance and all that kind of stuff. There you so go, you people. All that, yeah, it goes on at all that. And then to say, yeah, about his eyesight and that. You know, and all this stuff. And now he's come out and said, oh, it was a big old mistake because he's in the limelight. You're just like, you're right, you know, I think a lot of people aren't going to take much notice of this. I think that it will um, confirm the fact that it's all hypocrisy and corruption and, uh, and incompetency and, like, shamefulness sort of thing, you know, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I think that will stick or reaffirm it. Yeah. I don't think, I don't know. Uh, I think this will be an interesting one to observe over the last next like couple of weeks, two three weeks, to see how you know it affects policies and the next the handling over the next few weeks, especially with June twenty first, this year month away. Yeah, so, I, I think it was really yeah. interesting because a few weeks ago the government said we're going to do a fi- an official inquiry into our handling of the pandemic next year, and everyone and we were saying, oh well, they're only doing that because no one will be talking about it, and now it's sort of, it's been sort of thrust forward. Um, oh, absolutely! Yeah, with all the inquiry things. needed now. Yeah, it's, yeah. So I think you're right. It especially sticks way more now than it would do in the next yeah. next year. So 
I don't know. I, I think we'll see. I think this is very much observation because um, this is pretty new and pretty out there, this interview. And everything that's come out has been very much like, all right, okay. But then again, you'll have plenty of those who believe this is just a conspiracy. And uh, no, but Adam also, the, the, stuff, the, yeah. the, the thing is, another thing someone pointed out, we, I'm not surprised with anything Cummings has said, really. No. So that's this the thing. Real, yeah, this is what I say. It's not necessarily about sticking. It's just about reaffirming. Yeah. Yeah, we all knew this. We all knew it was bull crap yeah. from the start. Yeah. yeah. Anyone with... Yeah, yeah, but... No, but it's voters. That's what I mean. Most of the people that voted for Boris Johnson, voted for the Conservative government, voted for the Brexit government, they kind of accepted this almost flawed leader image because they liked it and uh obviously it's quite more a lot more than just a flawed leader image yes but it's a flawed, flawed cabinet yeah you know I mean? no like, of course it is but yeah they voted for that and they and surely i'm not speaking on behalf of everyone here but some people who voted for that who accept those flaws are now looking at the end of the pandemic saying well they've done well like we said they've done well at the end and june 21st and once the pubs open once everything goes back to normal Again, I think it, it, it comes down to the media, really. If the media stick out this and the media keep ploughing it through in the newspapers, on the on the news channels, and I think you're right, um, there is a possibility for people to stop, think, and go, hmm, actually, there's something has been afoot here. Something hasn't been quite right. Maybe, maybe this government have a little bit of answering to do instead of just going away scot-free. But I think it's the media's responsibility to do that because if the media decide when June the 21st opens that, hey, we're going to reverse narrative, lockdowns all, you know, all at an end could could conceivably happen. And then this sort of gets diluted down and it's on, you know, the, the 12th page of the newspaper or the, the last five minutes of the news. At that point then, public generally would probably start to forget about the whole inquiry and so on. So I think the media plays a big part in it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see. Uh, honestly, I think it's one of those, um, we're just going to have to observe the response over the next couple of weeks because, mm-hmm. like you say, a lot is riding on how they deal with this. Well, we're going to talk about this, I think, a bit further, yeah, aren't we? Yeah. Uh, the Indian variants. Yep. Well, well, per- perfect. Perfect yeah. segue, Adam. Yeah, and how this is going to affect the 21st June. Because let's be honest, people, nothing that we've heard from Dominic Cummings today is A, that shocking. No. Because B, it's not really revelationary. We kind of knew this. Yeah. You know, maybe we didn't know the deets, but we did. We do now. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And C, did we really expect anything better? No, no I don't. Because we voted know. for this as a country. Yeah. So, I'll tell you what, one Dominic Cummings quote to finish, which I forgot to say, which was, which is sort of summarises the whole thing really a little bit quite well. He says part of the building in um, in Parliament was was saying we're going, uh, were, was asking, was saying, are we going to bomb Iraq? And part of the bill and part was arguing about whether we're going to do quarantine. And the Prime Minister and his girlfriend uh, has his girlfriend going crackers about a story on the dog. Um, so. That's that's just something. I don't even know where to begin with that sentence. Yeah, yeah. I mean, neither did I. It took me about four stutters before I got to the end. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, you sort of get the picture there. Um, but yeah, no, you, you brought us onto that really nicely, actually, with the Indian variant. And that's become more prominent. Last week, it had been introduced. Uh, Gus said last week, variants generally will probably be responsive to the to the vaccine and that variants are generally a weaker form of the initial virus because the virus is, and he's a scientist, so I generally would go by that logic. However, there is um, a bit of a worry with this Indian variant, particularly I think in northwestern areas and Bolton, Blackburn, Leicester, uh, being in the Netherlands, of course, Burnley too. Yeah, yeah, Burnley as well. And the government has been urging people to stay away from these areas um, and then some, I think in some areas, they thought it was a mini lockdown. And the government said, oh, no, we're not going back into a lockdown, local lockdown, which was almost more PR. So they were announcing it. It's doing that thing, isn't it, where you announce it, but you don't announce anything concrete. A bit like before any of the lockdowns happened. And they said, actually, we'd advise you don't go to the pubs. I said, well, yeah, but well, that's not going to work, is it? And it's always yeah. like saying now, oh, we'd advise you don't go to these areas, but people will. So <laughs> personally, I don't believe any sort of obviously being careful you know washing your hands wearing your mask doing all this 
yeah. is standard practice for us all now. Yeah. And should continue to be standard practice. But what I fail to understand with um, when it comes to like the making like a ridiculously large amount of, of, of a deal about this thing is literally last Friday, mm. the WHO said that all the vaccines have proven have been tested and proven to be effective against the Indian variant, yeah. as well as every other variant of the vac- of, of the of COVID nineteen. So, is it one of those where they have to be seen to be doing something about it, or should they be saying, you know, because of everything in light that happened, and they don't want to be accused of not doing anything about the vaccine again, or should they just be a little bit more clear in why they want to do these things, or you know, their reasoning because. I'm pretty sure that they changed the guidelines for those local areas at about nine o'clock on a Friday evening and they didn't even do it publicly. Mm. So how the hell were people supposed to know about that? So when they heard about this, everyone was pissed off, weren't they? Yeah. In those areas, of course you would be. Well, I think though, the thing is... Especially when what... the WHO on the... Sorry. Especially when the WHO on the same evening has said that there's no need to worry about new variants. Yeah, I, I think what they've done... It's like you said, I think they want to be seen to be reacting and doing something, but at the same time, they're terrified of saying, actually, you should, you need to, you need to sort of be a bit more pragmatic in certain areas because that's sort of seen as a sign of an obstacle, a sign of a regression to the, to the, to the roadmap out. And they don't want that. I mean, that's the worst PR in the world. I, I genuinely think anything that sounds remotely like, local lockdown or easy or tightening of restrictions it's just the worst pr move in the world right now for this government yeah absolutely. literally is um so what they've probably done is like i think you've summarized that perfectly they want to be seen to be reacting to the situation but they want to also not be seen as putting the brakes on the the roadmap out of you know the roadmap to to proverbial freedom um yeah, I mean, what I think you've summarised that quite well. Like you say, the vaccine seems to work well to it. Um, one argument that I've heard with why there's a rise in these areas is because these areas have a high amount of people that are refusing or reluctant to have the vaccine in the first place. Um, and this is due to a number of socioeconomic factors. Yeah, and misinformation and spread of, spread of misinformation. And misinformation. Yeah. And this can come from... Everything from um, the effects of racism, fact of um, the fact that they're quite poor areas, mm. uh, lack of you know um, understanding within the education sector, yeah. your poor like education records sort of thing. And also, I think some people see it because they feel a bit maybe disenfranchised from the government that they don't like that they're being told by yeah. the government they feel detached from. Not everyone yeah. voted for this government. Some people feel politically alienated now, as they have done for their entire lives. So many yeah. find trust difficult to come by with people, you know, leading the country. To be honest, on that aspect, you can't really blame some people. No. Feeling and I way. think one of the things that has been quite obvious that we found quite mad is that fights to the UK from India still exist. Like they haven't stopped and Madness. they still are coming and there are still an exchange of nationals between the two countries. Yeah. Now, the Northwest has a very sort of high uh, percentage of sort of Indian heritage families with mm-hmm. strong connections to India. You know, anything Sri Lanka, Asian communities, you know, there's sort of MENA, Asian region. All, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's, it, it's, it's quite strong and it's rich and it's great in the Northwest. However, I think this is another reason why it's coming in. Hmm. So um, I think it's Australia that I've just stopped flights yep. coming into Australia and out until next March. Hmm. And I think people are calling for the same thing to happen in the UK. Yeah. Um, so the solution is simple. Yeah. If they're worried about the, the, the cases increasing. But it's whether they can or, or, or want to or not, because I think another issue with all that comes down to the fact that Johnson was meant to go to India because of yeah. the trading deals that were yeah. going to happen with India. And they can't seem, be seen to sever these ties in such a crucial part of the negotiations with yeah. these new trade deals that Johnson's trying to do. 
Mm. So yeah, plenty of reasons why it's increasing. Mm. Yeah, no sure. And hopefully the Indian variant serves as no major obstacle, as I say, in this roadmap out, which th- thus far in, you know, the past Or takes months, any more lives for that matter. Yeah, or takes any more lives. That's that's very fair as well. Um you know, uh, I think I think actually just to touch on because we we touched I touched on it a bit last week and touched on it a bit this week, just for that a little bit of positivity from what has happened with the roadmap out last week, pubs opened inside. Um, we yep. both went. Um, yeah, <laughs> quite quite a few people. Have, I yeah. imagine cinemas yeah. open. Probably would like to go, depending on what, what yeah, what's on. I would enjoy to go going to the cinema. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would, I would, you know. <laughs> I do I did love the cinema and it does feel I think the last film I saw at the cinema was Tenet. So it's quite a while ago. Tenet. Tenet. Chris Nolan. Mine was mine was the gentleman. That's a really good film, that actually. Oh, really it really is, film. yeah. So yeah. one with uh, just just on the side note, is that the one that's the one with um um, and yeah, and uh, Hugh Grant is the um, is the Hugh general. Grant. Yeah, Colin it's Farrell. good. That it's good. Fantastic. Film, yeah, that. good film. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, so that's yeah, open. Moving on. Lots, <laughs> <laughs> next week on the film corner. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, the, but in essence, lots of indoor things have opened now. So that's really good. And and, and restaurants have opened, and there has been a sense of you, you see lots of happiness. You know, where, where, with, with oh, these God, um, you know, and that is really positive. Amid all of this craziness, it's nice to know that that has that roadmap thus far has remained true to what it was initially looking like, and um, and it's nice to see all these in all, all these indoor hospitality um, venues getting filled. Indoor sports now back on. The cinemas now open. It, it, it's really good, and that and that that is a good thing at the moment. It's about all of this going on, all of this negativity. That is really yeah. Good. I read a great article the other day. Well, it's not great. It's um, it's quite alarming, actually. Oh. Um, when it comes to for many pubs to survive mm. the next year. Oh, I read this as well. They're yeah. going to need every Brit to drink 124 pints. And that's why Adam's on hand. <laughs> Freelance so, drinker. <laughs> I feel like I should be employed to keep the uh, pubs open for the next year. Well, he could be cloned. <laughs> Cloned across a, a, a you know oh, yeah. a generation. I do think ethics. I'm very expendable. Well. <laughs> I'm, I'm very expendable. I'm cheap to make. Cheap. You, know? yeah. <laughs> you don't have to give me a brain just a liver. You know? <laughs> yeah. Swap the, swap the brain for a living, then you can absorb yeah. more. Um, I can count for each no, one. No, I tell, you, I tell you what. Back to some negativity. Though. I use this sort of tongue in cheek compared to the other negativity we've had. But we both watched Eurovision this week, and I I was tempted oh. whether to put this in, but I think Eurovision is political now. I remember it, really it is, was very political, <laughs> and yeah. there's a, two reasons. But go on. Go, go on. on, I want to hear yours because you, you, you... No, all right. Go on. Two reasons. Yeah. First Eurovision where Britain has been Brexited. Yes. All right. Second of all, the Israel Palestine conflict yes. in Gaza. Yes. Now, the song, uh, I'm going to have to just do a quick one because I want to be able to quote the song directly. Yep. Um, but Israel's Eurovision song for 2021 yes. uh, was called. Um, Oh, what was it called? Set me free. Ooh. Now, tell me that isn't hasn't got political under. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. So I... there are the two reasons it was a completely political one for me this year. Yeah, Italy won. Actually, that is. Yeah, Italy won. I didn't think Italy was particularly good. That one is quite. You say straight. I didn't actually see the Israel performance. I didn't know that was the title of the song. It was quite an apt. Um. Yeah. Certainly. Certainly, you're right there. Very. Absolutely. Very very polit- polit- political in that sense and, and and that's much more powerful i think than, than britain finishing last as a result of brexit really britain's song was um um lad of the room which is quite a bit more uh, <laughs> go on <laughs> uh, a bit more uh poppy i think i think yeah, it's probably the word so, like britain got last last year but, i think but, they got but, like 12 points yeah. okay <laughs> So how does a country come last again with and zero get no point? Yeah, <laughs> I I thought I thought we were better. Embers by James Newman. Yeah, Embers. Yeah. Yeah. And this is no reflection of James because that's quite a good song. I thought it was and quite good. He seems yeah. like a really nice guy. Wait, wait. I like his jacket. 
when, right. when he finished last, he jumped up and punched the air as though he knew it was coming. He got no points and he just didn't look like he, he could care less, uh, right. which is the right attitude. Yeah, because he, he, he really enjoyed himself. I, I think he I think he took it like a champ. Yeah. You know, like, I d- yeah there were worse. Not an easy thing to go up and do and come back. There were worse performances yeah. than him. Quite a lot worse. I don't think Italy should have won, to be honest with you. I I, I remember watching... Can you remember, I know that that was quite striking from Israel, but I don't know if you can remember when Israel won, like two years ago. They had yeah, uh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, that was a re- no, that was that was a that was a fantastic year. Yeah, I I yeah. liked that year because there was a guy from Austria as well who I thought was excellent. Uh, but but as I say, I think Britain were a bit hard done by, and he felt a bit for him. He was shafted by Brexit, wasn't he? he was shafted by <laughs> yeah, Brexit. I think so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so. he was. He really yeah. was. Uh, but yeah, in any way, no fun Eurovision. It was uh, it was interesting. I think it, one of the best things about that is in the UK we listened to Graham Norton's commentary. I think he's great on it. Oh, it's fantastic. Ultimate satirist, but I think. We played a drinking game where it was you take a sip every time Graham Norton is sassy. Uh, quite a lot you, then you were quite drunk by the end of it I'm not gonna yeah. Lie. yeah he's uh, uh yeah he's, he, he's the definition of sass but i i yeah i, I, I love got, him i, I think love he's him. great uh, yeah. because terry wogan so, used to do it didn't he yeah he did yeah perfect so if i can just talk about um israel quickly yeah before we yeah yeah that's um, about their song yeah and obviously i don't want to get into any details here no but i just thought it was very interesting to see the response because I can't remember where they came, but they came quite mediocre yeah. in like the, and I thought, and the song and everything, because that was like the pinnacle. And I, I assume you spoke about Israel-Palestine conflict. We did last week, yeah, yeah. But I don't want to go into it because I want to make a personal disclaimer here that yeah. I believe it is such a complex um, sort of dynamic between the two states that it's, very difficult to say anything about it. My, my argument last week, Adam, really was that there was a, I felt a lack of impartiality from people speaking at the top in terms of it should have had a balance, and it felt like often some, a lot of people in yeah. positions of power were more leaning in favour of of Israel in this case without yeah showing that balance. Uh, and I find that very difficult to listen to, especially yeah. when there are you know instant children in Palestine. Getting, yes, you know, that was my argument. Yeah. Um, we all know what's happening there. So it's such a complex, mm. and I thought, very interesting song choice, very interesting sort of response. But it's 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 one not to be, you know, dismissed completely. Mm. But yeah, I think I'm going to leave it there because yeah. I don't want to talk about something I, I I don't feel like I have the right to talk about properly. Well, you, I mean, I mean, we, yeah. just, we to be fair, Adam, we did discuss it last week on the debate section. And again, it was difficult because I did offer the disclaimer, neither of us are Israeli or Palestinian or last week, neither was it the case either. And it, that was yeah. the main comment that I just said to you that I wrote yeah. really. I don't but... feel qualified to give a, a, a view. <laughs> well, no, there was a guy actually from, there was a guy in the office at work who uh, I got chatting to him at, uh, just outside the gym, and one of the first things he asked me about, I said, "Oh yeah, I do a political podcast." First question, "What do you think of the Israeli-Palestinian?" Yeah, and it, it's it, impossible. It, it, it's difficult, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, on to uh, again back to the UK uh, element as well, and um, yeah, pretty Patel's border um, reform, wholesale reform on the immigration system. She's planned a digital border which is a bit more yeah. of course, because it's digital and it will require all visitors to Britain to fill out more forms and possibly pay extra fees in a bid to clamber down on right. immigration numbers. I've got all the points here yep. in front of me. Yep. Right, so she's put it as our new plan for immigration will yes. include double colon. Oh, colon, colon. Speed up removal of failed asylum seekers and dangerous foreign criminals. Yeah. Introduce new maximum life sentences for people smugglers. That one I have a particular issue with. Okay. Empower border force to do more to stop and see small boats and search containers for hidden migrants. That's very specific. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Stop illegal arrivals gaining immediate entry into the asylum system if they have travelled through a safe country like France. Increase the maximum sentence for illegally entering the UK. Grant resettled refugees indefinite leave to remain. Um, what's that mean? Grant resettled refugees indefinite leave to remain. Grant resettled refugees. 
indefinite leave to remain? I think if I was trying to try to pick apart that part, I think it means they're granted they will be removed until they get all the forms and, and, and regulations in that they need to pass before and then they can remain. But they'll be removed. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, the, yeah. and the last one is better integrate refugees who are resettled. Right. So the last one doesn't no, seem too bad. No, no. So that seems what so we're talking about basically just removing anyone who has attempted to get to this country without filling out the right paperwork. Yes. And okay. Well, well, first of all, Adam, before you get into the point, yeah. I suppose Pretty Patel has been always quite firm on immigration. She's talked a lot. This is her plan. Um, I suppose she is theoretically carrying out the will of the majority that voted for them in 2019. One of the um, promises that the Conservative government made was to be tough on immigration. And is this not tough? It's very tough. Exactly. This is next level tough because you're talking about forms yeah which this is this is this is where we're talking about forms yeah yeah all of this has got to do with filling out the right thing and doing the right processes right a lot of asylum seekers there's a high level of illiteracy yeah i mean never mind asylum seekers i work with some you know (laughs) illiterate yeah (laughs) uk most of most of us could probably not navigate these forms all right yeah and they're expected like don't get me wrong a lot of these refugees are, will be former doctors lecturers you know professors yep. builders you know architects they are people who you know teachers yeah you know they're, they're, they're the skilled people and that's what well, the, the clamber was wasn't it a lot one of the reasons yeah. as well was to get in a higher skilled immigrants as opposed but then the obvious flaw to that was who's going to fill the lower skill sectors Exactly, and this is the problem. If you are fleeing from a country that has prevented you from ever having any sort of education or normal life, you know, how that, and you've been promised sanctuary in these countries, Mm. you know, by others, and you've paid your life savings to get there, just to get there, Mm. to find that you can't fill out Form 213C9 because you haven't got the right sort of... Well improvised. I don't know. Yeah, Yeah. and it's like, it's, it's really harsh like yeah. and anyone who knows what the new unhrc um uh, you know all that sort of the eu human rights you know the, the united nations human rights commission the the european human rights commission all that sort of stuff like the amount of human rights like violations they have to go through on a daily basis like people yeah. wait years yeah. for their case to be removed so people don't stand a chance getting into the country with those sort of roles in place. Didn't, um, yeah, I mean, part of Brexit was, as I say, they didn't want to keep all of the Human Rights Acts, did they, did the government? There was a big clamber to take away some of those Human Rights Acts. And again, it's, it's just sort of from, there will be a lot of people out there, particularly the voters of this government, that will be quite happy with this because they do think that it that stricter yeah, measures. I, and I think there'll be a large population, and there'll be a large secret population of this country who will also be happy with those rules. Mm. Uh, and I think that's fair to say, yeah. going off our recent political climate and yeah. election results. Mm. Mm. Just generally, though, I was really thinking about this. Do you think? Do you think that? Is there ever an argument that there are negatives to... Because me and you are both quite pro, I think, with immigration. But do you see generally people's concern with immigration, particularly in less economically developed areas? Or do you just think that's down to scaremongering from, from you know, certain media outlets and certain uh, misinformation platforms? I think it all comes down to the information fed to people. I think, I think you're completely right. Mm. Because um, I can guarantee you... Mm. If you go into, as you put them, the lesser economically yeah. developed areas, that's where a large majority of sort of migrants would yes. settle because yeah. of the, the financial status of coming into the United Kingdom. Yeah. And I can guarantee you then that even you're going to have two sorts of people, those who get on with everyone and the yeah. community is fine and everyone's great and it, and it, and it, and it, you know, it comes together, you know, um, it weaves together. And then you're going to have the other side where those who are going to 
hate them and they're taking our houses, our streets, our mm. shops, our jobs. I feel they don't like blend in with our culture yeah. and community. So you've got I think it comes down to those who just accept and are quite happy. Mm. Um, and those who are fundamentally not happy with it, because I know that, like Pretty Patel, she's she's an educated woman. Mm. You know what I mean? And she's and, and she comes from an um, immigration background herself. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I, I honestly, there must be like some sort of wiring where you just don't want. Yeah. There's that that sort of belief, and that's that. No, I don't know. Uh, but I think fundamentally, it comes down to that sort of narrative. And mm. definitely you're fed. Mm. Yeah. No, so I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I would I would probably again go along with that. But it's certainly a powerful narrative that seems to attach itself quite evidently in yeah, various strongly. different areas of uh of, of the UK. Um yeah, on to America then now. Um really again, uh, a few things. Actually, just before we move on to that, there, there was another uh, small, well, not small, a terrible story, actually. Sasha Johnson, the BLM activist, was uh, shot in the head um, this week. Uh, worth noting, actually, um, that she was shot by four black men um, who were right. uh, who shot. And now I thought that was interesting because I heard this report three or four times and there was no mention of the race color, at which point I thought it was a racially motivated attack. Then when I read a report that said that it was actually shot by a black man, I thought, oh, okay, it's not quite like that. Um, because I remember, the, I think, I think surely that's Abbott, the way it should be reported, though. Well, sorry. Surely that's the way it should be reported, though. No, I, I would agree, yeah. I would agree. Yeah. I would, what I'm saying is, though, that Diane Abbott, then came out and said it was a racially motivated attack, but in actual uh, fact, once she found out what color the yeah, but it, okay. but it wasn't racially motivated, of course, because all people the, the gunner was yeah. black and the and obviously do they know the reason for the shooting yet? What I'm, was I'm, the true motivation? I, I've no, I, I I'm not sure. I don't think so. But um, I think that was that was just worth clarifying because obviously, again. That was my first reaction as well, Adam. And that's probably Diane Abbott's first reaction. But in actual fact, in this instance, it wasn't necessarily the the correct narrative. But yeah, I hope she's not actually died. She's in a very critical condition. Hopefully she pulls through. Horrible thing to happen to someone who was just trying to um trying to speak out publicly with for progressive change in the BLM movement, particularly last year. And uh, yeah, thoughts are with her and her family as well. Um, and I really do hope she pulls through because I, I mean, you know, to be shot in the head into, I mean, that's incredible. It's incredible. Yeah. She's still, yeah, she's still got some hope. Yeah. So hopefully yeah. she can manage to, to pull through. I mean, there's, apparently there's, um, there are some, there's almost a visual being set up though. So it's not looking great, but um there is still well, there's still a little bit of hope as this goes out that she's she's not quite passed away just yet, but you know things could change quite quick, quickly, I guess. Um, uh, again, hopefully, hopefully there's some good news to come out of that eventually. But on the BLM movement that came about with George Floyd, it, we, you know, earlier in the week it was the one year anniversary of uh, the George Floyd incident. Um, seems like it's been going on for a, for a lifetime. It seems to be to have been going on for such a long time, hasn't it? I think it was Barack Obama. Um, mm. I read his like Twitter mm. uh, post about it, and it was literally like they feel like they've done years of progress in a matter of year of one year. You know what yeah. I mean? Like there's yeah. like a real increase. Um, so yeah, um, still there is that narrative where true justice will be the day where we don't celebrate the death of another George Floyd mm. due to the reasons of his death. Mm. So, um, but we'll see quite, quite um, a historic one. Definitely. I mean, it had effect all over the world, not just in America, but also in the UK as well. I was reading, uh, as I say, I, I had, there's a newspaper, Daily Express was on, was on the uh, train that was going to work. And again, and not usually my newspaper of choice, but, they were reporting on it as well. They usually are quite right-leaning newspaper, but even they were quite, um, you know, taking the stance that, you know, well, the mor- the moral stance that, that the majority of us have taken with it and how it has helped uh, to raise, you know, the awareness of of, of, of black lives, the, the, the awareness of, of institutional racism, the awareness of yeah. 
wrestling that goes everywhere. And there were some interesting polls I think they expressed it with their own readers, and they were actually somewhat positive within the UK as well that the George Floyd incident, many of the, the majority of the readers were, um, you know, more aware of racial injustices as a result of um, the George Floyd incident. Many of the readers were yeah. supportive of George Floyd's case as opposed to Derek Chauvin. I mean, it's obvious, but from a, a, a generally right-leaning readership, it's not always obvious, but in this case it was, and that was pleasing to, to see and to read. Um, yeah. including the support from the current President of the United States. Yes, so, yeah. he's been, he's been yeah. very, very vocal. Even though he's actually, um, mm. no, 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 no. Um, Derek uh, Chauvin, he's actually um, pleaded now for a second trial, a retrial, hasn't he? Because he believes he wasn't given a fair trial and that he was doomed by the time he'd walked in there. But I don't see that gaining much traction personally mm. without causing massive, you know, so, sort of uh, issue. No, I, th- I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, yeah, and it does, like you say, I think true justice would be when we can openly discuss these things, as you say, without uh, the needing to be a, a de- the death of a black man. Um, or person. Or person, yeah, or person. Um, yeah, I think that, that covers that really. Um, really, uh, really, as I say, really, really powerful year. Uh, really, really powerful. Um, Biden himself, as you say, big advocate of um, of the the uh of of, of the whole of, of blm really and and of the racial progressive movement and um, and biden himself on a separate note has also said that he wants u.s intelligence as, as i noted at the start of this podcast to double down efforts on finding the origins of covid so one imagines that means some secret intelligence within china oh, yeah. that's yeah, going to be busy <laughs> that's going to be yeah. interesting um yeah oh, I, I worked in China. I know how China operates. Basically, uh, they aren't too friendly with US journalists. Um, sports journalists, actually, fine. They're fine with those. It's more the political ones who they see as yeah. maybe wrong. Moles. Moles, yeah, I think, I think so. Um, maybe. I, yeah, I, I, I'm, how, would you, how would you go about that, Adam? I mean, it, it, they want to... So Joe Biden announces this, like we said, the US are going to be busy. What... In, in what way and how, how can you, we, we, we think the origin was from bats. Then you hear, um, which isn't great because it meant the eating of bats. And that does happen in China. I can vouch for that. People do have strange eating habits and that is a plausible narrative um, because the food hygiene level is lower than it is in the UK and most of the Western world. But then there's other stories that say it was made in a lab, which I think is a bit far-fetched and a bit science fiction for my liking, but I don't know. Can we ever fully, truly understand or, or get to the bottom of um, the COVID thing? And even if we did, what would we do about it? Well, it's funny you ask, Johnny. <laughs> you know, you got the answers. No, do I bollocks? <laughs> what, the, what the Americans will do is just continue what they've always done, as do Britain and the rest of sort of the, you know, developed sort of, you know, nations of the world. So, mm-hmm. Britain, Russia, America, China, India, mm. you know, so the rest of Europe, you know, the, the pro, uh, and they'll just continue their sort of intelligence work on one uh, another, right. yeah. as they always have. Yeah. And I think when America are saying we're going to double down, it's probably because, you know, they're not too friendly with China at the moment, as it is and yeah. haven't been for a while, mm. which was perpetually made worse by Trump. Yeah. Um, so it's probably just going to be, sort of targeted research mm. into intelligence monitoring, maybe having probably a bit of the military around the area sort of thing, you know, camping out in some of their allied sort of territory, you know, mm. um, the Navy with their big old frigates um, yeah. and carriers. It's just going to be sort of like a military sort of um, intelligence effort sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but the actual... Um, strain whether we will ever actually find out. I don't know. Um, no. Probably because you know, technology does develop by the year, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Why are you laughing at that? No, no, no. I saw something. 
Oh, what's up? Oh, yeah, it's no, a funny anyway, news story. It is, yeah. Uh, we're, okay, not getting, cool. we're not getting there yet. One more, one more before we yeah. get there. And that's, um, yeah. and I was just Let say... me just finish my point. Just so I finish my point. Because when it actually comes to the action... Oh, I've, I've lost you, haven't I? Okay. To just finish my point quickly, I reckon they will find out because technology is quite advanced and foot and mouth disease has proven that, you know, and bird flu and all that stuff, stuff yeah. it, it does exist and versions of it all can exist in humans. Yeah. Anyway. And no, no, I, I, uh, just before I get onto that, actually, sorry as well, uh, Joe Biden, actually, this is probably a, a, a quite a big story as well. He's now meeting Vladimir Putin uh, in Geneva on the 16th of June. And both people have said some, quite questionable things about each other. I think Joe Biden <laughs> called Putin a, weird one. a murderer and Putin said to Biden that he should, I think he said, uh, he, he sort of uh, qu- paraphrasing here, but said that he's, he's a bit old and might need to lie down um, shortly and should probably watch what he says. So unlike when Putin and Trump were there and Putin and Trump were like pen pals, you know, there might be a bit well, of between these two. Yeah, we'll see because wasn't it Trump was like, was dubbed as Pune's lapdog sort of thing, wasn't it? A little it? bit, so, yeah, a little yeah. bit. So it'll be interesting. Yeah, they meet on June the 16th. God knows what they're going to talk about. Um, but yeah. yeah I, I should think it's got a lot to do with um, the military, the Middle East, yeah. and r- bounties on American soldiers because Biden's got quite close ties to the American military because of his son. Yeah, he does, and, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I should think that will be a keen topic along with the rest of it because Trump never actually asked him about it. So, I imagine yeah. it. And, and really, really just lastly on this, it's quite sad. It's not much really more to say, but another shooting in, in this time in San Jose, uh, leaving multiple people dead. It's just a never ending thing with America, isn't it? And it's just something that everyone just sort of says to say, it's quite sad really that the we can't really, debate. Yeah. yeah, we can't really extract. We've already said this, it's it, it more length, but they're already so intrinsically, linked in with the gun with the gun uh it's part of their identity really now and it's yet, but that but yeah every time public figures say oh it's shocking you know w- this shouldn't be happening and it's it happens every time it's like groundhog day it's really really sad um yeah, yeah thoughts yeah. are with anyone who was affected in that um yeah. anyway yeah so on to a on to uh funny news stories now uh, i've got right one. now you yeah. have been cracking up through my whole I point have. So I, I, I was, I was a little bit, yeah. Uh, yeah this this was, and now I must stress, these are from national newspapers in the UK. These are, this is from the Metro UK. So this is actually a free newspaper, which I think is the best free newspaper um, that you can get. Lovely, usually a good read on the train. Um, so I'm going to let you, um, I'm going to let you take this one. All right. Okay. Because you've lost the, the yeah, plot okay. already. Now the headline slightly different to the one I read. It's not as punny, but you'll probably get the gist. Okay. Okay. Let's have a look. Cop facing sack after saying he stirred colleagues' tea with his genitals. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's one of these, I think. <laughs> okay, so a Hang police on. officer. Oh, no. PC Stephen Green was described as having a cocky attitude and behaving like he owned the place. A police officer could lose his job today after he told a female PCSO he stirred her tea with his penis. Oh, yeah, uh, had that bit, didn't they? PC Steve Green admits he was having a bit of a laugh. He misjudged his friendship with his victim. He was found guilty of nine charges. In... I mean, this has took a darker sin. That's not turn. funny, no, Johnny. I didn't read that bit, did I? I didn't you could re- have said something. I did, literally, the, do you know what the headline was? It said Steve Green was described as having a cocky attitude, and that's what set me off. I didn't realise oh, no, that, that that's what he that's, does. It's not that's good. Poor is it? on the metro. It's not good. It's poor on the metro. Yeah, it's quite um, bad. I didn't. That's realize. just another example of institutional sexism. Man. It is institutional sexism. As I started to read that again, that yeah, that wasn't quite. Kudos for the headline, but poor, poor article. Um, yeah, I must say. I thought uh, it was going to be like one of those that he stirred it. The tea with his knob and then what? There's another one. There's another one. But this is Prince Harry. Prince Harry's Uh, new job means penis in Japanese. Hey, his new job title. Oh, right. Yeah, you need to really read these. I do need to read these. 
So anyway, Prince Harry got himself a new job as a chief impact officer at a mental health startup in California, a position which is known as a chimpo in business circles. I mean, the metro metro has gone down in my estimations today, Adam. It really has. Um, I I thought these were meant to be funny stories. Both of them are just ones insulting to a man who's gone through quite a lot this year. And the other one's about institutional sexism in the police department. Yeah. Well, we shouldn't be surprised at that one necessarily. No, not necessarily. Not, not necessarily, yeah. no. Uh, yeah, another one said, imagine if he came to Japan and introduced himself as a chimpo to the officials. I'd love to see their faces. Yeah, yeah, this isn't, uh, yeah, this is, uh, this is, this is let me down. Metro, you have let me down. Yeah, um, I think usually, we should end that. <laughs> usually, can I just say as a disclaimer, usually I do like the Metro as a read on the train, usually in cities like London and Manchester and places like that. But today... Shame on you. Like you say, I don't think that other story was necessarily appropriate. And you no, know what the worst the, thing is? The, the, the puns weren't necessary either. No, but do you know what the worst thing is? It dragged me in with a slightly misleading headline that turned out to, under the Funny Stories Act, and it turned out to be, as you say, quite a sexist and not very They nice. pulled that under the Funny Stories. They did. They did. That is sexual, like, oh. Uh, That's not good. Macro. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry, Adam. They put that under the weird. But weird. Okay, it is a it weird is thing weird. to do. It is weird. But it is it's weird. still quite horrible. Oh. Yeah. Well, it's not great. Yeah, it's not great. What what a what a dreadful way to end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh no, hopefully hopefully <laughs> but, yeah, no, exactly. Don't blame me. Blame blame weird um, news stories for throwing out misleading headlines that turn out to be much more dark and sinister than they first appear. I thought it was a good jovial funny one. It wasn't. It wasn't very nice. That went um, Alan Partridge, no. didn't it? That went very Alan Partridge. Anyway, um, join us next week for more discussion. I think we'll probably have a bit more insight next next week. Just on See what, how we get on. No, I think we'll have a bit more next week on what um, what exactly the Indian variant is going to amount to because we're still a bit unaware. And well, we, we, we'd like to think it doesn't amount to very much, but it's still quite ripe in the news. We'll have a bit more understanding yeah. of the whole impact of Dominic Cummings's quotes and whether Matt Hancock does end up going to his um, discussion meeting with the public. And the, uh, and the people who were going to interrogate him. Um, and we'll have a little, and we'll be one week quiet, yeah. not interrogate. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. But it is, isn't it? It is. It is. Come on, it is. Well, it is. It's interrogation. Anyway, yeah. And we'll be one week closer to a return to apparent normality, which is something that everyone in Britain, I suppose everyone across the world, in countries that are in a similar position to us, is absolutely craving. So uh, take care until then. Stay safe. And... Enjoy the rest of your week. Goodbye. Mm.